Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Aaron Keller on Zoom. And today we have Joe Doucette, our Eastern Region Angler Educator here. Joe, one of the easiest guests we have because you're so full of information and you just talk us all the way through the podcast. That's because I'm full of hot air, which is not necessarily good for ice fishing. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which is what we are talking about today. We've had a lot of snow up in northern Nevada. Um, it's getting cold and people already want to know when is the best time to get out ice fishing, which waters to go to. So let's just jump in, Joe. We'll jump uh, right in. Tuesday night, uh, my house out in Spring Creek, I got about seven inches of snow. Um, up at Wild Horse, which is our uh, uh, our most favorite ice fishing destination in eastern Nevada, um, I think they got about four or five inches of snow. Their temperatures, as a general rule, are colder than ours because they're about a they're about a thousand feet higher than than uh, Elko is. And so, the, over the next uh, week, ten days, the daytime highs are projected to be low thirties, overnight lows in the teens. <clears throat> our fall warm we had warm fall weather and this is some of the latest i've seen wild horse uh have open water we actually had open water on monday or tuesday of this week um it is starting to ice over i would heartily recommend that people do not go on the ice before new year's um some of the coves have frozen up and i know of at least one person that went on the ice there was like two and a half inches but you're asking for trouble. Early and late ice, and that you know, early in the year, winter, late in the winter, early spring, that's when the ice is most dangerous. Uh, between wind, waves, sunny days, uh, it can be four inches one day and two inches the next. Uh, we also have variable thickness of ice. It can be four or five inches in one spot and one inch in another. Um, and, and so let's talk a little bit about what thicknesses you, you need uh, for ice fishing. So as a general rule, don't go on the ice before four inches. Um, four to six inches is good for uh, anglers as long as they're not crowded together. And see, the thing about ice fishing, everybody, it, it, it's very social. My wife, who does not like cold weather, would rather go ice fishing than sit on the bank in the summer and, and, and drown worms. So um, four to six inches, uh, as long as you're, you know, standing six, seven, eight feet apart, uh, six to seven inches, now you, you start talking to the point where it's safe enough for a group of people to be together. Um, uh, eight to 10 inches, uh, snowmobiles and ATVs, which are real popular on the ice. Um, they do say that 12 inches or more for passenger vehicles. Um, we do not recommend taking a passenger vehicle on the ice. Something to remember, whether it's an ATV or a snowmobile or, or a, a, a truck or a car, if you take it on the ice and it goes through the ice, and it's a public water, you as the owner of that vehicle are responsible for the cost of removing that from the water. Um, and, and so uh, it's not worth it. Um, I, I, I'm almost 63 years old and I regularly walk out onto the ice without an ATV or snowmobile. It's, it's good exercise. Um, the thing to remember as you're going on the ice uh, and you're walking, 
take some of your layers off or open up your coat, take your hat off because you're going to be exerting yourself and working up a sweat. And then when you stop to ice fish, now you're stopping and standing still and that moisture and condensation will actually chill you down more. So, so be, be prepared for, for variable weather conditions. So, but I would say right now, um, as, of, as of Wednesday of this week, uh, Wild Horse was probably about 75% covered with unsafe ice. Um, Cave Lake is, uh, uh, is not fishable this year for ice fishing, um, but Cummins Lake um, is, is frozen over, but again, unsafe ice on Cummins. I'm gonna say it's New Year's Day is when, when it should be. And again, I put that caveat, it depends on the weather. New Year's Day would be a, a fairly safe guess for when we can get on the ice and, and start really having a good time. Okay, for all waters, just in For general. almost all the waters in Eastern Nevada. And I'm talking Elko, Eureka, Lander, White Pine counties. Okay, good to know. And I mean, that gives you something to look forward to. In it the does. <laughs> well, and the other thing is it allows, uh, you know, if, if Christmas is coming up and you know, you can put some of that ice fishing gear on your Christmas list uh, for your uh, your family and friends to buy you. So you don't have to buy it yourself. That's actually what I was going to ask you next, because we're a week from Christmas. Um, you're saying probably best time to get out is after New Year's. So um, either get the anglers in your life Christmas gifts or put it on your list. What are some of your go-to things? Well, obviously, you got to be able to cut a hole in the ice. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get through the ice you can't ice fish um the the most common way is with an ice auger uh there's 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 two basic types there's what we call a spoon auger where the bottom is shaped uh kind of like a scoop and then there's a blade auger where there's two blades and it's you know it's kind of set in a corkscrew and you hand auger it um the the, the key to those is to keep them sharp not let them get rusty uh, they start at about $75 and they can go up to $150. Um, and, and as a general rule, you know, if you've got six inches, eight inches of ice, if it's sharp and in good shape, the average person can drill a hole in under two minutes. Uh, a foot of ice, I generally takes me about three or four minutes with an ice auger. And just take your time. Don't, you know, you don't got to get carried away with it. Um, you, there's, there's a variety of different ways now to have power augers. Um, with one of those hand augers, they break apart into two pieces to make it easier to store and, and to carry. They, they now have attachment for those electric drills, so you can actually turn it into a power auger. Um, normally, you want a much heavier duty uh, cordless drill. I would suggest 18 volts or, or higher, and if you've got it, get, get one with a half-inch bit in it. Um, the three-eighths just doesn't seem to be quite, quite strong enough um and are big enough to, to handle it well so and the 24 volt drills actually work much better keep a couple batteries the trick to batteries is keeping them warm um i i have a setup like that and i keep the batteries inside on an inside pocket in my jacket and that helps them uh keep them warm and they, they operate much better on on one of my 24 volt batteries i can generally drill you know three four sometimes even five holes depending on how thick the ice is um, you have get and, and those attachments range in price from about $50 again up to $150. Um, there's a new company out that actually made an auger specifically for use in a drill, and it's made of composite stuff with a metal blade. It's much lighter. Um, and, but that that auger itself without the drill is $200. 
but you know, if you got to, if you're doing a lot of walking and you're, you're going out there, uh, you know, having something that only weighs two and a half, three pounds versus seven or eight pounds can make quite a difference. You got gas powered augers, which I also have. Um, they can be a little temperamental, uh, but you can definitely drill a whole bunch of holes. Um, one of the things that we fish for up at Wild Horse that's made it so popular is perch. And perch are schooling fish. And so if there's no school of fish around, you're not going to catch perch. They don't go off uh, by themselves one at a time. They, they run in big schools. And so we'll actually walk, uh, move around the lake, punch a hole, put a nice, uh, put a fish finder down in the hole, see if there's any fish down there. If there's not, we move. Um, there's been days I've punched 50, 60 holes in the ice be, between finding them and then punching holes for myself and my friends. And on a tank of gas, I can do 50, 50 almost 50 holes uh, in a foot of ice. And but they're much heavier. Um, they're you know, and again, realize that uh, uh, you know you you got the smell, you got the smell of gas and oil out there. Um, when they're really cold, they can be temperamental to start. Uh, I generally bring my auger into the house at night, the night before, so it's up gets up to that room temperature, and I keep it in the cab of the truck because it's an hour from my house. It's an hour and a half drive up to, to Wild Horse, and if it's in the bed of the truck, it's it's going to be ice cold by the time I get up there. So I just keep it in the cab of the truck, and it starts right up when I get on there. And once you fired it up a couple times, it should start almost all day long. So ice augers are great in a in a real desperate pinch. You can use what's called a spud bar, a digging bar. Just make sure it's good and sharp. Um, the, the key to uh, a spud bar is uh, when you finally break through and you're putting a lot of exertion into it, uh, don't let it keep on going through the ice into the bottom of the lake. Uh, when I was a teenager, uh, we'd fish. I, I'm from the Black Hills of South Dakota, and uh, there's three spud bars at the bottom of Sheridan Lake if they ever empty it that somebody can have. And my grandfather would just shake his head every time I'd come home without one. Once you get a hole through the ice, you got to keep the ice from forming again. And so they have slotted ladles that are made specifically for that. But at the same time, you know, those vegetable spoons, uh, the slotted vegetable spoons you can buy for a dollar, two dollars in a, in a dollar store work slick. The key to whether you buy the one that's made for it or one of those slotted spoons is, again, don't drop it down the hole. So I tie mine off to my chair. I put about four feet of rope on it, tie it off to the chair. Um, my, my granddaughters and my son in the past and daughter have both dropped my, uh, slotted spoons down the hole. And, and so now I just tie it off to the chair. You don't got to worry about it. So let's talk fishing rods, um, fishing rods. You know what, if you don't want to, you don't have to go buy a special rod. If you've got a fishing rod at home, you can still use it. I've seen people out there with their normal five and six foot rods, but you're standing farther away from the hole. It's a little harder to control it. Um, and when a fish does get there, it's really hard to, to keep the line tight, and reach down and grab your fish, because if you have a big one, you can't lift it out with your line, it'll break. So that leads you back to, okay, let's go get a, an ice fishing pole. And ice fishing combos, that's the rod, the reel, and the line, start at about $15, $20. Um, you do get what you pay for, I'm going to be honest. You don't have the best line. Uh, the reel may not be the best and, the, and the, the rod may be a little bit light, but I have used a $15, $20 rod many times and had no problems. Uh, they go all the way up like any fishing gear, any, any, any recreational gear can get quite expensive. 
I've seen ice fishing combos for two and $300. You can also make what's called a jigging stick. Get about uh, two feet of dowel, put a ice, you know, screw in an eyelet at one end to run your line through. At the other end, put a couple of L screws in, you know, make a bracket, wrap your line around it. Uh, probably, you know, 35 feet of line, 40 feet of line is plenty. When you, when it comes to fishing line, they do make um, uh, fishing line specifically for ice fishing that when it's cold still is limp. So you don't have all the kinks, you don't have it all coiled up. And that does make a big difference. So if you're gonna splurge in one place and it's, you can buy it for 10, 15 bucks, that's the thing I would make sure I have is good ice fishing line so that you don't have it kinking up. You don't have it, all that coiling as it goes down through the, into the water and to the bottom. So you've got your, your ice fishing rod. Um, you want to know what depth you're in because that makes a huge difference in, in, uh, of how you fish and where you fish. So for trout, generally we tr like to be in about eight to 10 feet of water. And we like to uh, go ahead and um, fish about halfway up the water column. So if you're in 10 feet of water, fish four or five feet be below you so that you're not right on the bottom. Uh, if you're fishing for perch, which is really popular here, you want to be in 30 to 35 feet of water and you want to fish right off the bottom, have it within six inches. So they make these handy dandy little weights that you can clip onto your, your, uh, your hook or your, uh, uh, it's just got a little uh, spring clip and you can hook it onto your, look or your, your hook or your lure, take it down, mark the depth. And I bring a little black Sharpie out and I mark the depth on my line with the Sharpie. Or you can also, you know, at that point, put your bobber there. And then what, what you want to do is bring the line up. You, you then um, go about, if you're fishing for, uh, for perch, you want to go about six inches below that mark, have that above the water, whether you're using a bobber or you're just using a little light rod, um, watching it tip up and down to see if you have a bite. Um, and so you want to get six inches. Again, with the, with the trout, you, you measure your depth bring it halfway up and mark your line again so you know where you want it. So, so those little weights, you can buy two of them for like a buck, buck and a half. That's good to know. And we actually have to take a break right there, but okay. I, I'm foreseeing more gift ideas when we come back. And there were some things I wanted to ask you about too. And then just all things ice fishing. When we get back after this break, you are listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we're talking all things ice fishing with Joe Doucette, our Eastern Region Angler Educator. Joe, right before the break, I had to cut you off. You were giving so many good gift ideas and we had to go to break, but I think we just continue where we left off. You had during the break, you were telling me some other great ideas you had. Yeah, so, so you got your ice fishing pool, you got the hole in the ice, you're ready to go fishing, you know the depth. Um, basically, uh, there's, there's two ways to do it. You can bait fish and out here we use either small worms, uh, or actually only a piece of a worm. We don't use a whole worm, um, uh, power bait, uh, you know, those cheese type baits, uh, processed salmon eggs. They all work fairly well. 
depending on what you're fishing for. Um, so, so hooks and swivels and sinkers are, are great little stocking stuffers you can get. Um, those soft plastic uh, jigs that you, you fish for panfish with and tip it with a piece of worm, perfect for perch, it really is. There's also ice lures that are made specifically for ice fishing. Um, many of them will have a really thin little chain so that the bait you know, works naturally underneath. Uh, most of our sporting goods stores in, in northern Nevada carry ice fishing lures, ice fishing gear. So all that stuff is great. Um, and, and then it's a matter of sitting back, enjoying yourself, having a good time. One thing to think about is getting all your gear out there. I use a five-gallon bucket for like putting the ice fishing rods and stuff in. And, and then I, I have a sled that I pull. I have a plastic sled. Um, I remember when I was in the Boy Scouts, we all made a Klondike Derby sled using skis, old pair of skis and a wooden box on top. That can work great too. I find it's a little heavy. Um, so, 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 you know, one of these plastic sleds that, that they make specifically for ice fishing, mine's a little bit deeper. And what's really cool is, you know, the wind can be a pain. So my ice fishing sled is probably about a foot deep, foot and a half deep. It's got a flat bottom on the back end of it. I can tip it up put the back legs of my chair in it, put that on the windy side and it blocks the wind from me. It's black, so absorbs the heat of the sun. That's really cool. Not really a stocking stuffer, but a great gift. Other things you need, um, good socks. You wanna keep your feet warm, man. Good socks are perfect. Uh, I like merino wool socks because wool will keep you warm when it's, when it's wet. And the merino wool often feels just as comfortable as cotton. It's not as rough and scratchy, unless you're allergic to wool. Uh, I use fingerless wool gloves, you know, so they, the tips of my fingers are open. That way you can, you can, you know, tie your knots, do your fishing gear. And then I have a pair of mittens that goes over the top of that when you're just sitting around trying to stay warm because mittens will definitely keep you warmer. And my mittens are not wool. They're actually a, a windproof material. Sunglasses, um, huge. The glare off the ice plus the sun coming from above, you're, you're being bombarded with it. Sunblock, um, chapstick. And then, of course, uh, we like to take a little camp stove or we'll actually build a fire right on the ice, uh, cook hot dogs, the kids will roast marshmallows, make s'mores, um, chili, whatever you want. Uh, so, so, you know, there's all sorts of stuff you can take. It's very social. Uh, thermos full of hot chocolate will help keep you warm. Uh, sugar the kids up and let them go off and play. I was going to say a great gift idea for someone with all these ideas is make them like a little ice fishing gift basket. To take Absolutely. out with them. And I mean, if you're in a pinch, it's not hard to find like no. packets of hot chocolate, hand warmers, things like that. So all yeah, hand warmers are great. There's there's the 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 new one, the disposable ones that once you're exposed to oxygen, you you move them around a little bit, they heat up and will last about five or six hours. I'm old school. I still have my old charcoal one from when I was in college. It's got a little <laughs> stick of charcoal goes in, you light it on fire. It's, it's coated. It's a little metal thing that you close, coated in like a velvet. Uh, the velvet's getting a little worn, worn out these days. <laughs> stick it in your pocket, though, and you keep your hands really nice and toasty warm. But the disposable ones are great. Just remember to bring everything off the ice. Um, you know, what happens is if it's if you leave it on the ice and the ice melts in the spring, it drops down to the bottom of the lake and you're just polluting everything. So everything you take out, if you, if you carried it out there full, like let's say soda cans, they're much lighter to take off. So take them off empty. 
Good to know. Lots of great ideas. So once people get all of this fun ice fishing stuff for Christmas, hopefully people are putting it down on their list right now as we speak. Um, what to do next? You mentioned how fun and social. Ice so, so like up at Wild Horse, uh, Andrew Bass is the state park ranger. I love his last name for fishing. That's um, perfect. But awesome. Ranger Bass, he actually keeps a, uh, he maintains a nice ice skating rink. He's built a little miniature Zamboni kind of on his ATV where he sprays water and has a squeegee to, to put it and make a nice smooth surface. So if you have ice skates um, and it's a good sized one too, man, bring them along. The kids will work off that energy. So they're sleeping in the car on the way home. He actually has a, a hill out there that sets up for sledding or tubing um, right by the edge of the lake. And then I think there's even been years where he's dumped snow from other parts on it to, to keep it nice and snow covered. Um, so, so you can, the kids can build a snowman. Here's the deal. Uh, it doesn't matter how much noise you make above the ice. The fish are still going to bite. I, there's been times we have a little camera that we, we can put down where the fish are. And, and I've had kids playing around, screaming, yelling, having a snowball fight, and the fish are still biting. On. You can watch the perch come up and look at your, uh, look at your, your, your bait. So, so let the kids have fun. Let them go have fun. Let them run around. Um, and, and of course the grownups too. I like at my advanced age, my knees can't handle the ice uh, skating anymore, but I sure love the tubing. And so we get out there and tube and, and so just have a good time, make some s'mores. It's a great family activity. The whole family can go. And uh, you know, the, the key is staying warm, spend a little bit. If you're, you're going to spend money anywhere, spend it on your clothing, dress in layers so that when they're doing active stuff, they can take the, a layer off. And then when they stop and, and, and things start to cool off, they can add the layers on. Keeping your feet, that's the key. Um, I have really good snow boots, but you can actually go to some of the big box stores and even your, your smaller local stores, and you can buy a pair of these felt-lined snowmobile boots or bunny boots, people call them. They're like 15 bucks, 20 bucks, 25. And so the, the kids, that's perfect for the kids. Aaron, you're waving that's your finger up. <laughs> yeah, I got a question. Hey, as it gets a little bit later in the year, do you include like fishing hotspots on your fishing report that you post? Like, as we'll be including those, we also put ice thicknesses out so that you know before you head out what it's like. I call around to the different state parks and our biologists when they go check waters, get an ice thickness. Something to think about early February, there's a huge ice fishing derby. Normally it's at Cave Lake, but because we're repairing the dam and draining the water, this year it's going to be at Cummins Lake, which is on our Stepto Valley Wildlife Management Area. Um, and, and so that gets hundreds of people from around the state. It's an absolute blast. People dress up in costumes. Um, there's there's uh, some pretty good sized prizes. They tag some fish. Um, it's a really social event. And I believe President's Day weekend up at Wild Horse, the, they have a, a trout derby up there, ice fishing trout derby. So, so it, there's that. And the thing is, there's plenty of information online. We actually did a video last year on Facebook, and I'm going to rerun it again, um, probably the last week of December or the first week of January on ice fishing at Wild Horse. So we'll run the, rerun that video so that you can see the, we show the equipment, we show how to, how to fish. We actually even show some people catching some fish. Normally when I do these videos, nobody catches anything. They don't like me to come along. But this way you can, you can see how it works and get an idea. And of course, um, you can always message us on Facebook and uh, they'll get, you know, I'll get those messages and I'll be glad to, to send you some, some information, whatever you want. 
Awesome. And that just reminded me, I have to put a little plug in there. Um, you said, you mentioned social media and what you'll be posting. We have our 25 days of Fishmas celebration going right now, um, which this is a part, we're including this podcast in that, but we've been posting gift ideas, a lot of them from Joe, um, on our social media and just a ton of other fishing content. So check it out. Also send us your pictures. Oh, absolutely. Um, and if you get out there, even after 25 days of Fishmas, if you get out there, you've listened to this podcast, you're going ice fishing after the first of the year, send us pictures of your ice fishing. Please do. In fact, we just, because we're drained cave lake, we took a bunch of brown trout, we salvaged, put them in Cummins. I mean, some of those brown trout, and that'll be the Wildlife Wednesday next week to show you what we did, because oh. it's fishing and it's, you know, Mary Fishmas. Um, some of those brown trout were six, seven pounds we put into Cummins Lake. So there's some big trout in there. In the spirit of Fishmas, yes. <laughs> getting people <laughs> fish to fish. <laughs> Yeah, great information. I know I felt like I just sidetracked us there for a second. That's all right. Just wanted to say we have a lot of great content coming your way. Absolutely. Um, any other, before we go, anything else you want to, we have a few minutes here. So anything else you want to get out there? The key is to be safe. Um, let's talk about if somebody does accidentally go through the ice. That's great information. Okay. So some safety equipment you should carry. You should have a throwable rope. Um, uh, that you can throw to somebody because do not go to the edge of where they broke through because that ice is not safe and you'll go in and now we got to rescue two people. Um, uh, a, a rope to throw at them, a PFD, one of those type fours that you, you throw to somebody, but you can also kneel on it or sit on it on the ice to keep your, your knees or your bottom warm while you're fishing. Um, and, and, or a long stick to, to send out to them. If, you also should carry ice claws. And these are like a little piece of broomstick about six inches long with a, a nail sticking out, or you can buy them and you tie a, about three feet of rope between them. You run that rope down the sleeve. So they hang down because they don't do any good if they're in your pocket. And so they hang down. I have a piece of cork on the end of mine so I don't stab myself. But if you do go in the water, go back the direction you came from. Um, keep calm, that's a big thing. Don't take any clothing off because that will actually help keep you warm. And then if you use these ice claws to, to dig into the ice, even with the cork on them, as you put it down, the cork's brittle enough, especially when it's cold, it'll break off, it'll dig in the ice, and you can crawl back, do not stand up, um, almost swim back up onto the ice, go back the direction you came from, because the direction you came from obviously held you up to that point, and, and then get out, and then at that point, treat for hypothermia. Um, if somebody else goes through the ice, like I said, don't go to the edge of the ice and get them, throw them a rope, go get some help, and then no matter what, treat for hypothermia. But I don't want to end on a, on, a, on a bad note. So those are just some basics. I'll be putting an article on ice fishing out on our, uh, uh, up on, up on our website here in a couple of, probably next week, right around Christmas. And so you guys can go ahead and look at that. And it'll give you, it has both how to fish, but it also has some safety stuff. Awesome. We'll even make that the featured section of our uh, <laughs> fishing page. I'll be front and center. So. We'll put it on the blog. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it so much. Um, you always come on and give great information. So well, thanks I apologize for, for hogging the whole show. We love it. We love when you do that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Merry Fishmas. Merry Fishmas.
Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.